Hello and welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. I'm your host, Gabe Peterson, and this is the place investors go to gain actionable advice, learn about current market trends, and hear war stories from other professional investors out there in the field today. Before we get started, I have two quick housekeeping items for you. First, if you like this episode, we would very much appreciate a like, subscribe, and share. It is the best way to support the show and keep it running far into the future. Second, if you're a new investor looking to get started in real estate or an experienced investor looking to take your investing to the next level, I've created an ebook just for you that will cover how to find deals that are actually deals, how to finance those deals with little to no money down, and how to exit those deals for maximum value. On top of that, I throw in an insane amount of free bonuses that you'll have access to once you buy the ebook. All I charge is our admin costs to keep this show running. So if you're serious about real estate investing and want to create both active and passive income as an investor, head on over to the website at therealestateinvestingclub.com and click on the button that says, get the ebook in the upper right-hand corner to grab yourself a copy. With that said, let's dive right in. Today, we have a very special guest with us ready to drop some investor knowledge on you. So buckle up, grab your pen and paper and enjoy the ride. All right. We are back with another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. Today, we have Dan Lukowitz. I hope I said that last name right, Dan. I did not ask you before I jumped on the show. Um, but Dan here is a seasoned real estate veteran with over 15 years of experience in all facets of real estate. He's the current director of investment sales at Encore Real Estate Investment Services and the director of content on, at Dan on Top, and one of the partners and founding members of CRE Pro Suite of Services. Dan is driven to add value and believes by doing so, everything else will follow. I am super excited to have him here because he is all about creative investing, and that is my favorite thing to talk about. So, Dan, thank you very much for hopping on the show. Hey, yeah, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. I'm sure we have a lot of great things to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I told you before we got on here, we always start with stories. We'd like to hear you know, how people kind of went from point A to point B. So how'd your story start in real estate? Um, what was the beginning? Oh, good question. I mean, I would argue the beginning was when I was born in Detroit, Michigan. I mean, I come from a long line of uh, real estate investors. My, my Bubby, my grandma, who actually going to be on my show soon, she's like 96 years old. She came to the country in, the 19, in 1948 uh, at the age of, I think, 24. And she was flipping houses in the city of Detroit. It's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. Yeah, barely speaking the language. She still struggles with the language a little bit, but she's a G, uh, an uppercase G. She's my grandma. Um, but I really got my start personally, I would say, in around 2005. I started a company with some close friends called Disability Made Easy. It's still around DMEASAP is the company. It was a barrier-free home modification company that makes homes handicap accessible for individuals with illness, disability, injury, et cetera. I did the sales and marketing for that company. Uh, however, I also spent some time with our project manager. I go out to the sites and I'll, I'll never forget, we went to one site, maybe 40 minutes away. He was explaining to me things about insurance reimbursements. And we got there and we pulled up and I saw this dilapidated house that was functionally obsolete. And I was like, what are we doing here? And we got out, he didn't say anything, he took out his pen and paper, started sketching. And in two minutes, he put together a sketch, turning this 
functionally obsolete structure into something that was meaningful and supportive and adaptive for the person's use. And that just like kind of was emblazoned in my mind. And, you know, fast forward a few years later, it was time for me to buy my first house in the middle of the recession, thankfully. And I remember looking at some homes that were, one of them was almost identical to the other. The first house was completely ready to go, move in ready. And uh, I think it was like 175,000, which was a lot in that neighborhood for that time. Uh, I was going to buy it, went under contract. And then I noticed, you know, I went for a walk with my daughter actually. And I noticed that there were other houses or bank owned exact same setup. Um, but obviously they'd been, had a lot of deferred maintenance. So I got in touch with the lenders. I found one for $81,000 cash. Actually got some family members to uh, put up some capital and I ended up renovating the entire thing. So I put about 60 grand into the property. I hired out every single trade and I told everybody, Hey, I'm going to annoy you. I'm going to ask a lot of questions and just, uh, bear with me. I want to learn. I did that. My friends would always that joke with me. They say, Dan, what are you going to do when you're done renovating your house? And I joked half back jokingly said, I'll buy some more. And I went to a tax auction, bought four more properties, a bunch more properties, more properties, more properties, probably 75, 80 homes later. I mean, here I am. Um, I did. I, I, I tell people just full disclosure, I'm a recovering house flipper, which means that I don't do much house flipping anymore. I do itch to do it. I have to hold myself back. Um, but, but essentially that's how I got into the industry initially and house hacking, flipping, wholesaling, renting, all that stuff really gave me a great taste for the industry. Um, that's really how I start. I've, it's been a long journey since then, but that would be the answer to your question. Nice, man. I love it. And I, I not going to lie. I'm a little jealous. Um, whenever I hear someone who had, you know, a grandma, 96 years old, who started flipping houses, you know, had that kind of influence in their life. Um, somebody who was just going out there, rocking it in real estate. I'm a little jealous because you got to see it from the beginning. Um, you grew up in that, in that kind of influence. I'm sure you saw your grandma out there flipping houses and you're like, damn, that is awesome. She can do it. I can do it. Um, so that's cool that you got that start. You had it in your family. Um, I also really like that you, uh, you know, you see so many things in, uh, from your story, you can see that you, you've tried different types of real estate. You got started, um, with the handicap accessible homes. You, uh, you went in there, which is one of my favorite things about real estate is that you can do so many, there's so many ways to do it. It's, there's not just one way to do it. You can flip homes, you can be a broker, um, you can modify homes to be handicap accessible. So, yeah. um, yeah, I love that about your story. Uh, so kind of go in, I know, Right now, you're more focused on the transactional side, but I kind of want to um, talk to you a little bit about how somebody can can um, be a little bit more creative when they're talking about deals. Because when deals come in, when you when you find you know get a lead coming in, so many people get pigeonholed in in one way that they're kind of viewing that deal. They're they're flippers. That's the only way that they look at a deal is can I flip this? Um, but that's in my opinion, that you're losing out on a lot of deals if you do that. And I'm sure it sounds like you have that same same opinion. So how do you go about kind of coaching people to um, to see the possibilities in, uh, in the different deals that come your way? Yeah. So I think it's all about mindset. And that's actually something that we train and teach in a course in the CRE Pro course. So in our course, Gabe, we teach about how to leverage situations, opportunities, how to learn, how to provide value. And we make sure that our students understand that real estate is all about creative problem solving, right? It's about being an advisor. It's about uh, being successful and, and making sure that you tell people that every situation is different, right? Every underwriting is different. Every opportunity that you find may not be an opportunity for other people. And I'll give you a great example. I've got a Wendy's property right now that I'm looking at. The market didn't want it. Nobody wanted it. Investors didn't want it. 
Um, the, in fact, the tenant didn't even want it. And I started looking at it. I said, oh my gosh, I want it, right? Because I can solve a problem. It's going to be vacant. And I can go in there. I can do everything we teach about in our courses, which is to find that value and capitalize on it. And then once I do that, I can make sure to creatively solve a problem for the owners, right? Creatively solve a problem for the tenant. Creatively solve a problem for myself, which is how do I maximize value here? And the way that I'm doing that is, is actually to, once the tenant leaves, to raise the rents, to renovate, to put a new tenant in there and flip it. Not unlike my Bubby who's flipping houses in Detroit, here I am flipping Wendy's in Missouri. Huh. All thanks to the CRE Pro course. I love it. So uh, let's talk a little bit about that specific deal. So it's a Wendy's. I have uh, I've yet to hear, hear of someone um, flipping, you know, restaurants. Uh, I mean, on the show, I know I know what happens out there. So how did you find it? How did you get into this? What made you think that this was a good idea? Oh, good question. I'm just going to lay it lay it out like it is, my friend. So I found it because I was uh, doing a lot of canvassing. Um, I've sold probably half a dozen Wendy's this year. Uh, I'm actually going to put out a piece of marketing material about a lot of the deals that have come out in the last few months. Um, and you know, most of them are high quality credit tenants or large franchisees. Um, you know, drive-throughs, and they've got great demographics. All these things that we teach about in the course in terms of figuring out what is a deal and what isn't. All that underwriting—they all check the boxes. This one, not really. Why is that? Short-term lease, five one-year options. So as a broker. I know, and I, I told my client that uh, this is a tenant telegraphing that they're not willing to commit to you, right? This is like the girl who says, you know what? I'm not going to get married to you, but take me out to this nice restaurant. I'll go out with you today. Um, tomorrow, we can talk about it. And then maybe you can buy me some jewelry. And then I'll commit to going out with you another day. And then the third day, you know, you can <laughs> I'll meet your parents, but it's non-committal. It shows that you want to move. And guess what happened? I advised her as a broker because, again, we teach people to, to, to provide value to their clients. And everything else they're going to follow from that. So same thing here. I told my client, listen, we can list it at this cap rate. And this is what it's worth. Uh, we're going to assume that they're going to stay. However, I'm, I'm advising you, my professional opinion, they're going to leave. So what happened? Listed the property, went on the market, tons of offers. Why? Because we used all the strategies that we teach about in the course, right? And people, um, people flocked to this property. They wanted it. The market spoke. The market said, hey, this is what the property is worth. And we said, okay, that's cool. Got a bunch of offers, went under contract, above asking price, non-refundable earnest money deposit. Then what happened? Tenant, unbeknownst to me, reaches out to the buyer, not to the broker, not to the seller. and says, oh, by the way, I know you sent us this nice email, right? What did the email say? Hey, dear tenant, my name's so-and-so. Here's my bank account because I'm going to get the check next month. Not even the check because it's triple net. The ACH wired to me or, or sent to me, ACH to me every month. I'm going to get that. I want it in my new bank account because I'm the new owner. Looking forward to a long-term relationship with you. Tenant responded back, didn't tell me, didn't tell the seller, said, thank you so much. Um, happy to wire the money next month, but I want to let you know we are not having a long-term relationship with you because as Dan said, we are not staying, right? We don't even want a long-term relationship with you. We will have five one-year options. Actually, we hate this site. It sucks. And guess what we're doing? <laughs> I'm not kidding. It wasn't, they didn't say sucks. That's yeah, not yeah, yeah. It's that that kind of said of it. I'm not so professional. But what did they say? They said, we're not staying. This site is not performing. We're under contract on a pad site, other tied side of town. It's an out parcel to a Walmart or something. Hmm. See ya, deuces. I was like, oh my gosh, what now? This is crazy. I was a little upset. Seller was very upset. I see seller. Guess what? I know you got a problem. I'm going to solve the problem for you. Okay. What I'm going to do is I'm going to find somebody that's going to buy it vacant or buy it knowing it's going to be vacant because now I have an obligation to disclose that since I know. And she said, okay. So I found her a buyer. 
And I, 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 you know, obviously in this real estate, you have to disclose everything, no question about it, everything above board, right? We teach that also in the CRE Pro course. Be responsible, add value, be smart, be honest. Okay, be transparent. So mention, hey, this is what's going on. Myself and a partner can come in, we can take it down. She said, that's totally fine. Go under contract, in due diligence, reach out to another broker colleague of mine, right? Because we teach in the course, you got to network. You got to make sure that you are also working with people who are providing value, right? And you're providing value to them. And we said, this is cool. Let's work on the deal together. They found a tenant willing to come in for like, let's say about 100% more in rent, going from like 65 annually to like a buck 20, okay? Now it's a new lease. So instead of a, a 18 month lease, it's going to be a 15 year lease, lower cap rate. We'll give them some tenant improvement allowance to renovate the property, maybe 250, 300,000, flip it for a million dollars above, right? And everybody wins, right? Everybody knows what we could be doing. We're all partnering and we're all having fun, you know, making good relationships, becoming wealthy. That's it. What more can I you I love want? it. I love it. That is, in my opinion, that is the essence of real estate is just solving problems. You had, uh, you had a, you know, property that wasn't performing. You went around, you found people in your network that could help you take that property up to, uh, you know, a performing stabilized asset. And, uh, and that's what you did. So love to hear that. Um, just out of curiosity. So this, you know, the original tenant, they said, this is not a good location. They didn't like where they were. And so they moved across town to a Walmart, understandable. What about the new buyer or the new tenant? Um, what did they see in that in that property? Was oh, it still the same saw, type? No, they saw Dan Lukowitz coming in and making it valuable to them, right? Because in that situation, that property as was hadn't been renovated in 20 years. It was operated mm, very okay. poorly by a tenant that didn't want to be there. Yep. So it was a situation where the value was not being maximized. We came in, we're willing to give a tenant, we're willing to invest, we got access to capital, right? We're going to provide that value and we're going to give them the capital to renovate and we're bringing in a better tenant who wants to expand into the market in that specific location because we know it's. I know it sounds funny, but we know that that this is a you know a bone-in chicken QSR market, right? That's a funny that's a funny term, but it's a real term in my industry. You've got the, the white meat QSR market, you got the bone-in QSR market. It's, it sounds funny, <laughs> and it is, but we know that because we have the research, right? We've got the the information and the experience, and that's why. The Lukowitz Group at Encore is such a great group to work with because we have that value to provide. So the answer to your question is, what was different? The people in the deal were different. The mentality was different. That's yep. all that it was. Yep. No, and it's it's amazing how often you see that in deals is that you know you think you have to go into a property and uh, and flip it in terms of like making the structure better. You know, oftentimes that is the value that you need to add. But there's other times when it's really just the person in the property, the tenant, because um, especially in you know I'm in mobile home park self storage, and I see mobile home park owners, and they're the value is that they are just don't want to own the property. They're they're tired of running it. They've stopped even caring about it. Um, they've let the the condition of the property go down. And so really the value is just you coming in and caring about the property, bringing, bringing it back up to, uh, to market rents, um, stabilizing it. And so I love to hear that. Um, you know, just bringing in the right person can sometimes make all the difference. Yes, absolutely. So you, uh, you've had a lot of experience in different types of um, you know, real estate activities. Uh, you know, you flipped houses, you've owned, you've, uh, you've on the transaction side as a broker. Um, speaking to somebody who, you know, I, I've never been a broker and I, most of the people that I know in, in, um, as investors, they just do investments, they buy, they flip, um, they own, 
So speaking to, you know, me as a demographic, what would you say in terms of why someone would want to go in um, and become a broker? Like, what do you like about the brokerage side of real estate that you think is, uh, you know, that, that you really enjoy about it? Yeah, that's a great question. I love all of it. I mean, I love the passivity. I love the um, exclusivity. I can get a lot of deals that other people can't see. I can help a lot of people. I love the value add component. I love the fact that I can work when I want, where I want. I control my financial destiny. I love the fact that I don't have a lot of money out of my pockets, right? I mean, I do happen to take um, as much money as possible I make from each deal and reinvest it in my business. Why? My, my business, thank God, is the greatest return on investment of any investment I could make, right? I'm investing in myself, in my people, in my business. I have that freedom, right? We didn't talk about this. But I'm a former Amazon business development executive, right? I've worked for you know, the great A to Z aggregating whore that Amazon is. I mean, I've worked for Amazon, right? And basically, the, the, I, I learned so much from them. I learned so much about what they do and all the leadership principles. I also learned that corporate America is a ladder. And if your name's not on the building, if your name's not on the corporation, you're making somebody else incredibly wealthy. And you might make a ton of money, but at the end of the day, you're just a very well-paid hourly employee. I don't want to be that. I want to be my own boss. I want to have my own group. I want to have my own show. I want to have my own course, right? I want to be able to have no limits on the value I can provide. Therefore, I am a broker. Therefore, I'm a business owner. Therefore, I'm a content creator. Yep. No, I'm, uh, I am right there with you. I, uh, I'm up here in Seattle and I, I got my start as a consultant for uh, Microsoft and all those big guys. Uh, and after seven years, I was like, nope, I cannot do this. I'm done. Um, so I jumped into this. So I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, you mentioned one thing that I kind of want to go into. We don't, you know, we try to keep this around 20 minutes, so we don't have a ton of time to go into it, but I do want to brush on it. Uh, you were in Amazon, you learned a lot, um, from that experience. And I'm sure one of the biggest things you learned is systemization and building a business. So go into, uh, you know, you, you built your brokerage, you built your investment, um, investment team. What were the first few things that you did to really scale your business to take it from just you as a as an agent out there doing deals to now you have now you have momentum now you have uh you know forward movement great so it's one of the first things i did and it's actually one of the last things i did because i just did it about 10 minutes before this podcast so <laughs> i guess we'll go into the first order one of the best things i did the first things was i hired a, an assistant okay mm -hmm. help me scale i just now like 10 minutes before the show hired another uh, executive assistant, right? To help me scale my businesses. Okay. Mm. I would just say that like, I've learned from the best and the worst in business. I've learned when I say the worst in business, I'm talking about people that are incredibly successful, but don't have business acumen. I'm talking about the guys and girls that are doing things and, and crushing it as solopreneurs. Right. And I'm watching them, you know, I'm not going to name names, but people I know and I'm related to watching them breaking their backs, working so hard, you know, doing everything. And I did that too for years. And then I, I watch them make the same freaking excuses, which is nobody can balance my books as well as I can. No one can sell as well as I can. No one can delegate as well as I can. You know what I hear every time I think that? I can say, no one is as controlling as you are. No one is helping other people get jobs like you are. No one has such an ego that they can't step out of their own shoes and replace themselves. So I did the opposite. I decided that I needed to create a system. And by the way, I created a system just like the Chinese and, and engineers do. I took a corporation, I worked there, I saw what they were doing, I reverse engineered it, I took the crap that wasn't working and said, fuck it. I took the stuff that was working, I said, how do I make it better? And then once I did that in one business, I jumped over to another business. And then I realized I had this incredible epiphany. What, what was that? 
I am not just a real estate advisor or broker. I'm a businessman. What that means is that my real estate brokerage business is very similar insofar as it's a business to my CRE Pro Course partnership with Zach. Okay. That's also a business. That's very similar to my show and my production company. It's very similar to my investing. These are all businesses. So once I recognize that I can't wear four business hats, right? I need a partner and at least, at least a partner in each one. And then I recognize, well, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. I can't run in four different arenas. I got to run up here. And then I got to get somebody that is reporting, right? And it basically, you're building a pyramid from the ground up, right? Which is why it's so important to have strong fundamentals in your leadership, strong fundamentals in your communication, strong fundamentals in your culture and your business business principles. And then to scale those, replicate those, and then step up, right? Level up, scale, 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 boom, 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 then bail to the next level, scale, 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 scale to the next level. Keep going up and up. And, and, and I, I'll tell you something like, once I started doing that, the world opened up. People started coming to me. They wanted to work with me. They wanted to work for me. They wanted me to work for them. And, and now I'm just thankful to be in a position that I can help people. You know, so if people are listening to this, they want a job or they want a mission or they want a career, or they want advice, reach out. Okay. I'm available. I, I, people will help me. I want to help you. And at the end of the day, in America, we have some tremendous freedoms, right? We have a freedom of speech. Supposedly, we have a freedom to own our own business, also supposedly in many cases, but we really do. I'm joking, but we also have a freedom to own property. So if you can speak and you can own property or land that is not replaceable, right? They stop making it and you can own a business, the government and the tax laws will reward you to do more of that. Yep, absolutely. It is, uh, you know, I don't, I don't often talk about, um, well, I never talk about politics on the show and I'm not going to start now, but I will say that in America, really glad to be here. I'm really, uh, really, I really think that, you know, this is a great area to start a business and anybody who can, if real estate's the way, go for it. Um, but, uh, you know, on that note, there are, I don't know any, most of the people that I know in real estate, they do have multiple businesses. It's not just, um, not just investments. And I don't even talk about it on the show, but I also own a, an e-commerce store. Um, and yeah. And, uh, <laughs> called or is that not allowed? What's that? Can you tell us what the store is called? Uh, it's called Tweed and Till. Um, but it's only, it's only on Amazon and, uh, and Walmart. Uh, but I just said that to just show that um, you were talking about creating businesses and creating systems and then communicating, you know, finding the right partners in those business to run, run the business and then keeping the communication lines of communication open um, and then going up and up and up a level. And that's exactly what I think everybody should be doing to build their business, whether it be in real estate or, or any other type of business that you're talking about. So you've been dropping some awesome knowledge bombs through this episode, but man, we have already gone past our limit. So I got to cut us off and push us into the quick question round. Are you ready? Always. Love it. All right. Always starts with books because I'm a big bookie and I actually, I'm going to change it um, just now. It's either books, podcasts, videos, whatever you want to say. However you take in information, give me two recommendations, one for real estate and one for general life wisdom. So you're looking for a recommendation for books, podcasts, courses about real estate and life, right? Is that what you're understanding? Yep. Well, I definitely would recommend the CRE Pro course, which is www.cre, like commercial real estate, pro, like pro, like you're going to be when you take it, course, like a course, creprocourse.com. Definitely recommend my show and this show. This is a great show. I've really enjoyed getting to know you and being on it. My show is danontop.com. That's danontop.com. 
And you know, I recommend courses and books and whatever you can get your hands on. The people that you network with, i.e. social media and in person, live streaming, et cetera, and the books, which say books are not just books because most people aren't literate. So the books, podcasts, screencasts, you know, courses that you take and associate with and consume will have more of an impact on where you are in five years than probably anything will. So those are super important. Now, to answer your question more specifically, aside from the CRE Pro course, I would definitely recommend the following books, okay? Real estate related, if you're in a multifamily guy or gal, there's a great book. It's called Multifamily Millions by Dave Lindahl. Great book. I, I just had Dave it. on the show, actually. That's funny. No he was way. Like one oh, or two whoa. behind us. Yeah. Dave and, and, and have him go to danontop.com because I want to interview him. He's amazing, okay? Yeah. That's a great book. Another great book. I'm going to get in trouble. If my one of my, my partners is watching this, he's going to get upset at me because he tells me not to tell people about this book because it's so amazing. I tell him he can go fuck himself because <laughs> I'm an abundance mentality type of guy and, and I'm going to share it. It's called, ready for this? It's called, hopefully I remember, it's called Influence, <laughs> The Psychology of Persuasion by uh, Caldini. Great book. Great okay. book. Super great sales business, real estate, psychology, whatever. That's a really good one. Definitely. I know it's a classic, but I'm telling it because if you've read it, you haven't read it. You got to read it again and again and again. Think and grow rich, Napoleon Hill. Open your mind, open your mentality. Feel that money, feel that success, feel that hot girl or that sick car, boy, whatever it is. And it's already yours. That's super important. Um, another great one. You know, I love Gary Keller um, mm. and, and, and Jay Papson. I love the one thing. I think that's just, you know, oh, having yeah. the one thing. And, and that's the thing. These books, I'll read these books again, right? And, mm -hmm. and, and I'll take 10 times more from them. Because, you know, I want to, can I, can I tell you, can I spit a little Torah on your show? Let's hear it. So I've been known as the real estate rabbi. Some people have accused me as that. I don't know if it's true or not, but um, I'm going to get that hashtag. Hashtag real estate <laughs> rabbi. Okay, so I am actually, uh, okay, I am a, ordinate, a rabbinically ordained person. Okay. And uh, basically there's a teaching by Maimonides, the Rambam. Okay. And Maimonides states that basically when you learn something, you know, let's say seven times or 10 times, it's not like it's like one time more than learning it one time less, right? He talks about this concept based on the Talmud that when you learn something one time, right? He actually says that Eno Domen, that it's not similar, somebody that's learned something may upon him a hundred times to someone may have the somebody who learns them a hundred and one times. Why? You think it's just one time more, right? But if you go back to the beginning, the first time they learned it, they learned it at a level one. It was the first time. Second time they learned it, level two. So level two was really one plus two. So that's like three. Third time, it's really not three. It's one for the first level, two for the second, three for the third. What is that? Six. Then the next time is four. So that's four plus six is 10. Imagine when you get to 100. You might say, dude, I learned it 100 times. I read Thinking Grow Rich 100 times. I listened to this podcast episode 100 times. Why would I waste the time? The answer is that's not a wasted time. That's the best way to scale. That's the mm -hmm. best way to leverage. Because 101 is like so many more times than 100. So I would say that that teaching is something that I live by. If my system is a good system, I'm not going to abandon it or like try to change it or move on. I'm going to look at it and I'm going to, I'm going to play with it and I'm going to work on it and then do it again and again and again. And every time I do it, I'm perfecting it more. Every time I teach it, every time I speak like this, I get more knowledge when I learn more as well because of that concept that the Rambam, my Moshe Ben Maimon teaches about ingraining those neural pathways. Every time you do it, you reinforce that neural pathway and it gets stronger and stronger and stronger. Yeah. I really like that. I've, uh, you know, I you're know. the first person to bring it here, but I like that concept. Yeah. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Are, are, can we, can I, can I change the topic? Uh, yeah. 
What do you think about psychedelics? Psychedelics. Oof, that's a hard one. Um, I think actually it's not a hard one for me. I think they're great, uh, to an extent. I feel, um, it's something that you have to take with caution, but I think there, there's a lot of uh, opportunity there for somebody to kind of get a little bit more self-knowledge, a little bit more compassion for the world. Um, I haven't taken them, but I have nothing against them. Um, all of my friends basically have taken them. I just haven't gotten, gotten around to it, but I've, I've, uh, I'm definitely not against them. Mm -hmm. All I can say is the 101st time is not similar to the 100th time. (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense. (laughs) Uh, But it's interesting because today there's an opportunity for mind expansion in a lot of different ways. And I think that that's the beauty of what you're doing. And that is that you're allowing other people to expand their minds by giving them a platform and also giving your viewers and listeners an opportunity to hear probably many different versions of the same thing, right? Like I said before, this is maybe a different version on how to run business and real estate, but it's probably pretty similar to what you hear from other people who are successful and have run real estate companies and whatnot. And I think that today with like the advent of streaming services like New Radio Media, NRMStreamcast.com, and the fact that there are so many podcasts and streamcasts, we have an opportunity to like just consume and grow and expand our minds and our, our horizons. Yep. Yep. Preach it, brother. I love that. Um, I'm going to move us back. This is supposed to be the quick question round. It never is. Don't worry about the quick part, but I'm going to move us on to the next question. Next question. And I've forgotten what it is. Oh, there we go. Um, this one is about your younger self. So if you could go back to the Dan who, you know, is just watching his grandma, however old she was, she's 96. Now she was probably, I don't know, 80 back then. Um, go back to your younger self who was watching your grandma do the real estate. Um, look him in the eye, give him one piece of advice moving forward. So you're talking about like my grandma or my, cause I never met my, my grandfathers. I, I only met my grandfather, my grandmothers, but like if, if I could get advice from my grandmother when I was a kid, is that what you're saying? If you could give your younger self advice. Ah, I see. I love that question. So I would say like, just like give less fucks earlier in age. Mm. Yep. Like just don't care. Like I remember when I was younger, I always felt like I was pretty intelligent. And for a long point in my life, I had to show people. I felt like I had to, oh, yeah. to show people. You know what I mean? That I was intelligent as opposed to just making myself dumb in front of people. One of the greatest pieces of advice I ever got from one of my favorite mentors, this was years and years ago. I said, hey, can you give me some advice? I'm getting into the business world. He actually looked at my business plan I had made for that business we talked about um, when, he, when he went to hire me. And I said, what piece of advice do you have for me right now? And he said, find a mentor and make yourself dumb in front of them, right? Don't try to show them what you know. Don't try to convince them you got great ideas. Just learn from them. I immediately, you know what my response was? What is it? Will you be my mentor? He said, <laughs> nice. absolutely. And he became my mentor and he impacted my life tremendously. And I'll, I'll never forget that because I actually just called him like two days ago. I hadn't talked to him about a year just to say thank you. Left him a voice note just to say thank you. Because really, I mean, his name is Rabbi Friedman. He's amazing. He's living to be well and have a lot of success um, from here in Detroit. But that piece of advice, I would give it to myself and give to other people is, it's, 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 it's more important to be interested than to be interesting. It's more yep. important to be humble and, and, and soak up knowledge and listen to podcasts, take courses, help other people, add value to other people than it is to try to show that you are the ultimate value provider. Um, and, and I think that that is a mentality that um, you know, I'm, I'm cultivating and working on so that I can just you know, learn from everything, not just people. What about systems? What about nature? What about, you know, mushrooms and, and the solar system and, and ants? And I mean, it sounds crazy, but really there's a lot of wisdom in this universe. Yep. I love it. I think it was, uh, 
I always botched quotes, but I think it was Einstein or somebody who said um, either everything is amazing or nothing is. And he's basically following the lines that if you allow yourself to, uh, you know, to, to, to be curious about the world, then the world becomes amazing. Um, if you, yeah. if you cut off your curiosity, then the world is pretty bland. Um, so I love that. Another good Einstein quote. You want to hear another good Einstein quote? Drop it. Let's hear it. You know what Einstein says is the most powerful force in the universe? Uh, <laughs> I don't. What is it? Compounded interest. Oof. I love it. Actually, I think that was an actual Einstein quote, was it? It was indeed. <laughs> love it. All right. Um, we have blown through the time limit. So I got I to gotta push us to the very last question. I'm sure people out there want to reach out and say hi because you've brought the energy, you've brought the wisdom. Um, so people out there, you know, they want to get in contact with you. What is the best way for them to reach out? Go to my website, www.danontop.com. Dan on top. I'm Dan, usually on top. Danontop.com. Um, you can send me an email, dan at danontop.com. Try to keep it easy for you. Check out all my content there. You can reach out to me on LinkedIn. All of the information that I provide is out there uh, as much as I can, I should say, on my site for free. Okay. So reach out, do whatever uh, you can do to, to get in touch so I can add value. Um, you know, additionally, gosh, I used to do it. I'll still do it. My cell phone number, this is my assistant in like a day. So I don't care. 248, <laughs> it's mine for now. So if you're listening to this, assume you'll get me. And if it's really important and I can help, you'll definitely get me. 248. 9432838 again 2489432838 about to scale cell phones again soon so um anyway reach out go to the website oop. Oop. it looks like we're having a little bit of internet connection issues so give dan one second i try to make oh there he's back all right so dan you got cut off real like mid actually no i think you it actually was going good through your uh your full phone number. So I think we're good oh, there. Maybe, maybe it's not meant to be. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. Best way is danontop.com. The cell phone number is 248-943-2838. Again, 248-943-2838. If you're a spammer or you're selling something that is not valuable, I'm on the do not call list. If you want value or you have value, call me anytime. Perfect. I love it. All right. That is danontop.com. I will put that in the show notes. So if anybody out there wants to reach out to Dan, click on a little, little more in the description. It'll pop down the full description in there. You can find Dan's URL. Click through, say hi. So Dan, thank you very much for hopping on. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Hey, my pleasure. Thank you so much. Love what you're doing. Keep up the great work. Absolutely. And for everybody who's with us today, thank you guys for showing up. You are the reason we do this. So you, if you guys have any questions whatsoever, reach out to me, Gabe at the real estate investing club.com. Other than that, I hope you guys have a great week. Keep rocking real estate. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode as much as I enjoyed putting it on and were able to pull some actionable advice that you can apply in your own investing today in the field. Before you go, we have a gift for you. If you're a new investor looking to get started or an established investor looking to invest, take your investing to the next level, I've created an ebook just for you available on our website. This ebook e will cover how I was able to create both active and passive income in real estate with very little money to start with. In it, I will address the three most often cited obstacles new and veteran investors run into by showing you how to find deals that are actually deals, how to finance a deal with little to no money down, and how to exit those deals for maximum value. 
And if you get the ebook today, I am throwing in a bundle of bonuses, seven of them to be exact. The first one will be the off-market lead generation blueprint, which will take you through the exact systems and processes we use to generate off-market leads like clockwork, which is the most important skill when it comes to creating wealth in real estate. The second bonus is the A to Z REI systems and vendors guide, which will allow you to peek under the hood of our business and see the exact tools, systems, and even the vendors we use to see the success that we do. And the third bonus is the top 100 best performing keywords pack, which is which will give you the exact keywords we use to target motivated sellers online using PPC ads. The fourth bundle is, or the fourth bonus is our contracts bundle for wholesaling and renting real estate, which will give you access to all the contracts we use in the field to execute all different types of transactions. After that is the investors quick analysis calculator and offer tool, which will allow you to quickly calculate whether a deal is an actual deal and will allow you to create an offer automatically from those calculations. This is a lot of uh, a lot of bonuses that I said. I'm just going to keep going down the list. Number six is the investor's daily success tracker, which is a tracker you can use to ensure you are taking the right actions day in and day out to reach your financial goals in real estate. And the last bonus is the wholesalers template for quick assignment cash, which will give you the templates we use to present our wholesale deals professionally and efficiently to our buyers. Whew, that is a bundle. So it's a mouthful. You get all of those bonuses for free when you download the ebook. All we charge is the admin cost to run the show. So if you're interested in the ebook and the bonus bundle, head on over to the website at therealestateinvestingclub.com. Click on get the ebook bundle at the top of the page to take advantage of that deal. And with that said, I hope you have a fantastic day and even better week. Keep rocking real estate. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. All right, before I officially sign off, I have a quick announcement to make. If you're interested in becoming a passive investor in one of my deals, my own company, Kaizen Properties, is looking for capital partners for our upcoming projects. We invest in what are known as recession-resistant assets, mainly self-storage facilities, mobile home and RV parks, and industrial properties. If you're interested in investing and would like to learn a little bit more about my company, our investing criteria, and some of the previous projects we've done, Go to the Real Estate Investing Club podcast at therealestateinvestingclub.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page. Click on the invest with us button. That'll pop up the investor form, fill that out, and we will reach back out to you as soon as we can. Or if you prefer a little bit more of a personal touch, you can reach out to me at gabe at therealestateinvestingclub.com. So really, that is it. Again, it was a pleasure hanging out with you guys during this episode, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.